Hey everybody, it's your old pals Ian, Chewy, Alan, and Ryan. And we're here to talk about all the great shows on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, aren't we boys? How many yes. shows? Oh wait, sorry. Uh, yes, we are. How many shows? <laughs> There's four good of job, them, Alan. Alan. Four good. of them, and they come out on all different various days of the week. Uh, of course, uh, every Friday you can listen to the original, the classic Stuff and Things, where Chewy and I uh, just kind of talk to each other like we're best buddies. We just kind of talk like just you, like you, your best buddies, like you just and your best like friends best talk, buddies. Like, yeah. like we're best buddies, like we're best buddies. Yeah. Watch it, you're on thin ice. I have Alan over here. I am it's right fine. here. Be friends with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. Uh, so yeah. you can check that out every single Friday if you like hearing conversations that you and your friends would have, but with two total strangers. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on the Stuff and Things podcast now, boys? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ian. <laughs> Alan Selman. I took a stance here. Uh, we have four color commentary. Uh, what's a that comic, show about? It's a comic. I'm about to get to that. Gee, Alan, what's that show about? Thank you. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, it's a comic book podcast where four comic book nerds talk about books that they bring, sort of like a comic book book club, but we also talk about other things like movies and comic book happenings on top of all that. So... Uh, it comes out every other Wednesday, which is free, uh, not free comic book day, but it is sometimes. <laughs> it's just every comic book day. If your parents every are still other. buying your comic books like they are for me, then it is free comic book day. <laughs> it's every other Wednesday that comes out. Gosh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's really excited. Ryan, uh, tell us about the redheaded stepchild of the Seven Things right, Podcast the, Network. The, the, uh, the, the sad, lonely other child of the Seven <laughs> Things Podcast Network is a podcast we like to call Super Action Bros. <laughs> podcast we talk about movies with explosions and car chases and lots of people dying a lot and stuff uh it's every saturday the most action-packed day of the week with ryan and ian yeah where we take a critical look at those movies that are commonly watched while eating a lot of popcorn and snacks uh and pizza and beer (laughs) i like those things (laughs) isn't there one more podcast that we're forgetting about nope let's move forward the dark recesses of the stuff and things podcast network where only the brave dare dwell not me. I'm out of here. Yes. I'm here <laughs> to tell you about the. You already talked about the redheaded stepchild. I'm here to tell you about the neglected, jet black haired, evil demon ghost. son of the sun ghost. Of the, <laughs> the sun ghost? Yes. The ghost of the sun? Exactly. Oh, I was thinking like a sun ghost. Like oh, sun, sun of ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is referred to as Eyes in the Dark, where we talk about horror movies oh. with. Movie expert, Dr. Oh, yes. Jurassic Price, <laughs> and the classic and ever velvety voiced Evan is on it. <laughs> and of course, because we have busy schedules, it is released every other Monday, the most terrifying day of the week. Monday is legit the most terrifying day of the week. See, guys, there's something for everyone here on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Everybody can enjoy a little something here. Um, and we want you to enjoy now. So sit back, relax, get yourself a nice beer or juice box. Yeah, if you're driving, don't drink beer. Don't do that. The juice box the is fine. But what you can do is Root enjoy. Root beer, also okay. <laughs> what you can do is enjoy another fine Stuff and Things podcast. Girls who like it rough. These 
pants and shoes attached to springs Taking poops and playing hoops and balls attached to strings This is some stuff and some things This is some stuff and some things This is stuff Stuff and Things, a podcast about everything and nothing at all. I'm Chewy. And I'm Ian. Welcome to our smooth episode. <laughs> Chewy. Chewy and I were, uh, well, I'll explain here in a minute. Let's let's get to the business first. Yeah. Um, so, hello, everybody. Welcome. If you are welcome. New, if you're new to the show, hello. Welcome. We tip our hat to you. Much and, like those about to rock, we salute you. Yes. And if you are returning Sat Cat, welcome back. To the podcast of all shows, not really. Anyway, but welcome back. Uh, you may be seated and continue operating your motor vehicle. Um, so uh, there's a couple ways you can reach out to our show. If you like things that we do, you want to suggest some articles to us, you want to tell us that we're full of shit, correct us in some way, uh, draw some fan art, whatever you want to do, you can do. Yeah, there's a couple ways it. you can do that. Uh, way number one is uh, you can reach out to us through our website. We do have a website. It is uh, stuffandthingspodcast.com. So you can go on there. It's a Tumblr blog, so you can follow us on Tumblr and get updates on when new episodes come out. And sometimes we'll post some silly stuff on there, I think, from time to time. Uh, along the sidebar on that Tumblr website, there's some links to different stuff that you can do. Thing number one is subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, we are on the iTunes store under the podcast section. So if you have an iOS device, you can load up the podcast app and get going. Uh, and actually subscribe to us there and leave comments and things like that. We do often read those from time to time and to see if there's anything funny or, or witty or just nice on there. We appreciate that. Um, and you can also um, you can also do a couple other things. We have some social media you can reach out to us on. Uh, number one, we can reach out to us on Twitter. We have a Twitter account, at Sat Podcast. That's S-A-T Podcast on Twitter. You can also reach, reach us individually. For me, Ian, it's at iRich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. And for Chewy, it's at Chupacabra, C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. Uh, you can also reach out to us via Facebook. Give us a thumbs up. And we all are also on Instagram at at Sat Podcast as well. But if you prefer the old tried and true method of email, you can also reach out to us at StuffAndThingsPodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's Stuff, A-N-D things a podcast at gmail.com and feel free to check out uh the stuff and things podcast network we have uh three of the shows uh and you can check all of them out at stuff and things network.com so chewy yes we were listening to some yacht rock before we, we get in we're absolutely now why were we doing that why were we doing that yeah i'll tell you why that's a rhetorical yeah, question okay. you don't have to answer this uh, so today for my, for my, douche, go ahead. For my work, oh, I am douchey. You know why? Cause I spent five hours today on a yacht in the Harbor. Yeah. Um, no, my, my work, uh, as like a team building exercise decided to, uh, take us all out to the shipyard <laughs> that are the, or the Harbor, the docks, the shipyard, okay. like where the fucking mafia is. Get on these yachts. Get on these yachts, go. <laughs> go. I promise everything will be fine. Everything's going to be good. You don't want to fucking sit in the cement shoes, do you? Hey, Vinny, you brought the shoes? <laughs> no, not those ones. You know, the shoes. Wink, wink. So uh, we, I had to say wink because you're so far away from me. So we learned how to sail today. The cement ones. <laughs> and by the way. Uh, Where's Anthony? By the way, um, we learned how to sail today. So we were in these big old yachts. Um, and it was perfect for Yacht Rock. Uh, our friend, uh, my friend Ryan, who you, some of you guys might know from uh, Four Color Commentary and uh, Super Action Bros, was also there. 
and uh, he was teaching. We were talking about yacht rock and all that stuff. Um, but uh, oh, good. I'm glad that that happened. Um, hold on a second. I'm pulling a video up that I filmed while I was out there. Um, oh wow, that was a sucky video. There it is. Okay, so I was filming some video when I was out yes. uh, on the water. Uh, so we we went out. We raced all the other boats. We okay. came in fifth. Okay. But we had a pretty big boat. This boat was wait, fucking wait, gigantic. Hold, hold on a minute. Okay. We sail raced. Against so was there more There's than ten one boats boat involved? There's ten boats and we all were broken up into teams. Okay, so it was it wasn't just random fucking boats. No. I thought it was just like y'all pulled up to the <laughs> no. fucking boat stop sign. No. And we're like <laughs> No, they tried to teach us how to steer. It was really it was really fun, but it was it requires like four people yeah. <laughs> to do it appropriately, and I was not willing to hold ropes. So um we got in we got a pretty so big So what'd you though. do then? Uh, I was I was the timer, and I was the guy who was like timing when we had to beat the starting line. Um, and then I also stood on the, the side of the boat, trash talking. Job. I was trash talking. The I was important. Physical job. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm fat. Oh, so, so is Ryan. <laughs> Ryan didn't do anything. He probably sat there too. He got he got eight out of ten. I you said that. Oh, he's on a different. He's boat? on a different boat. Oh, we weren't on the same boat. All my, everybody on my boat was determined to win, and then we remembered we had beer, and we became less determined to win the race. <laughs> So we 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 got fifth place in the race. Steve, Steve our Steve, who we had on the show, yeah. who was his boat won because, oh, but he okay. had this smaller boat yeah. that had what apparently was a, I didn't know this technology existed a collapsible um, a collapsible uh, motor like a look yeah. uh, like that you that makes you go yeah. faster uh-huh. when you're sailing. Yeah. So his was smaller and faster. So needless to say, he won. Was there also less fat people on it? I believe so. Probably. There's probably less people. It's a smaller boat, so it's gonna go faster. But this fucking yacht was incredible. You went down, so they when had like you say the top. Yacht, like how big was it? It was like a good forty foot. Yeah, like forty foot. It was one? fucking big, forty-eight foot foot yacht or something so like that. So that's uh, you could uh, live in it. S- side question: um, What classifies what is a yacht a versus yacht, a big boat? A yacht typically is like, a thing where there is a sailing part on the top, uh-huh. and underneath there's some sort of cabin. Okay, just one cabin. Okay, or well, I mean, you can have a bigger one, but a yacht you can kind of tell a yacht because usually it's two levels. Well, I mean, like how big? Eh, they can vary. Be? They can vary. Like, could you have like a ten foot yacht? Yeah, it's like having a lot. It's like saying, okay, what's a car? Well, a car is a thing with four wheels. Well, can you have a really long car? Well, yeah, you could. Well, yeah, that's what I'm asking. Is that yeah. no boats? Yeah, no, no. no for, cars. For, from my understanding, I mean, you asking me this just because I'm white and you expect me to know? No, all the because yachts. you were on a yacht today. Yeah, but they're all technically were yachts that we were on. Some are just bigger than others, mm. just like dicks. Okay. Well, like what about we were on like the 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 like the like the Shaquille O'Neal of the yachts. <laughs> what about like a like a houseboat? Uh, no, because yachts difference? aren't because because yachts usually are like sail powered. Ah, okay. But this this guy's also had they had a motor in it too. Okay. But usually they're predominantly sail powered. Okay. Um. Okay. So so we were in this yacht. So I so went downstairs. I think I've been on a yacht before. Because they said we can go anywhere on the yacht, yeah. anywhere we want. And yeah. so we I went under the deck. I checked the whole thing out. So we went in there and we, she showed us, like, if I fall over, I'm the captain. And if I yeah. fall over, you got to radio people. Wait, so did so, you have, like, a separate person that was not part of your team that yes. was a captain? Yes. That's they didn't just okay. give us boats. I, I thought maybe you had experienced <laughs> yachtsmen on no, the... No, we did not have experienced like yachtsmen. Um, I don't know. So we get out there um, and uh, I, I explore the boat. Underneath where we're sitting on the top level, yeah. you go down, there's a whole kitchen, yeah. full kitchen, mm-hmm. around the corner, a huge bedroom with like a king-size bed, yeah. and then you, and there's a little bathroom with a shower, yeah. you walk down the hallway, there's two more beds yeah. and a separate little room, and even beyond that is another bathroom. 
this place was fucking gigantic. And it made me realize, oh, I see why people like boats. Yeah. And I didn't really, like all the people are on my team, I know because I've seen them around the our office, but they yeah. don't work in the same department I do. Yeah. So I was trying to make jokes. Cause, like the guy was like, uh, like, oh, how much is how much does this yacht cost? And I'm like, oh, three, three twenty five, maybe four fifty. I'm like, yeah. This boat costs four hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. That didn't land. Yeah. <laughs> I started making jokes later that landed because the more beer they drank, yeah, the better they were. But some somebody in our cooler because we took beer from the office. Yeah. Somebody put a bunch of Becks in okay. our freaking cooler. Yeah. That's. Do you know who it was? No. Oh, but it was okay. Beck. There's a lot of Blue Moon, so I had a Blue Moon because yeah. I was like, yeah, it's, it's tolerable. That and then Becks. there was some mini wine bottles oh. <laughs> I didn't want any of. You didn't have no. Uh, nah. nah. Um, but what happened is the reason I'm bringing this up. We'll, go, we'll get to have we'll, train wine. We'll get to yacht rock in a minute. <laughs> so 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 we're we're going out into the bay yeah. into the ocean, um, and uh, we pass have like a ever, buoy. Have you ever? Well, yeah, you've been on a cruise ship. I've been on a cruise ship. So you've been out in the ocean. yeah. I've been out in the ocean okay. before. Um, have you ever have you ever been on something smaller than a cruise ship, like going out into the ocean? Um, probably like a little boat, but not like mm. super far. Like we went far out. We yeah. went so far out that none of the other boats that we were with well, were there. What we were like the second to last boat to get there. Were you were you like kind of scared or kind of nervous? So not no, because I don't mind being on the sea as long as I'm in, on not something. In it. <laughs> in, I don't like being in the sea, yeah. but I can be on it. Okay. I feel like that's fair. <laughs> I feel that's like fine. I feel like that's an area we can share. That's like fine. sharks don't need to be up there. Yeah. Um, so we're going out there and I see this buoy. <laughs> Fucking shark just breaching over it. <laughs> I see this bull buoy yeah. full of sea lions. Yeah. Right? And it's really cool. I took a picture of it and I yeah. put it up on the internet. Um, so we get a little further out, and then this happens. What happens? You can tell me about this. I want to see. Oh, fuck. Wait a minute. Is that what I think it is? Oh, fuck. God damn it. A whole shit ton of dolphins. A fucking pot of dolphins, dude. I would No, and this was a fucking... Big yeah. pot, pot of yeah. dolphins, and luckily though, God I will say, in defense, in defense of these dolphins, did you wear like one of the life jackets over no, your ass? No, just because in case? I no. In defense of these dolphins, they yeah. were not bottlenose dolphins. They oh. were not the typical ones that we talk about. They were like a small Pacific kind of gray. Oh, okay. They were cute. They were small. They were only probably about as as big as these two tails. But it was cool because I was standing in the very front of the boat, as you could see in the so video. They were, they were like more chill, and you could see them up front, like right alongside the boat, yeah. jumping out and shit. It was fucking magical. Yeah. I was equal parts. Like elated and terrified, because you're like, what if they make it on the boat? They heard about Dolphin Court. They did. Um, they were out there after me. <laughs> See, were, here's the thing. So we're trying to limit a sum. Yeah, a summons <laughs> to, to you. To you, what it looks like is, oh, the dolphins are swimming with us. Oh, yeah. They throw a blue paper. <laughs> this is it's, what. This is what's it's, actually. It's made of seashells. Yeah. <laughs> seaweed just like fucking pressed it's like it's the equivalent of you like cutting someone off or like driving through imagine if you see like Mm -hmm. a a fucking like a group of like motors like fucking bikers Mm -hmm. and then you're like beep beep i'm moving through you and then you're like at the stoplight you're driving and they're just pulling up alongside you being like listen here buddy we heard the way you talk about dolphins (laughs) we hear are the hell's dolphins accurate Yes. Um, let me see here. All right. Let's so, see. That, that was a pretty terrifying video. So though. we get out there, and we're like the only butt out there. And I'm like, I have my, you know, to be honest, yeah. I have my legs hanging off the side. I wasn't afraid of the dolphins. I knew they weren't gonna, they, 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 they weren't gonna do anything. I was being Braver dangerous. Man I, was, than I. I was being dangerous. But I was relaxing on the boat, and then we're on our way. We start sailing back in, and yeah. I was, um, I was overcome with this. Like I'm on the sea, and it's beautiful. Yeah. 
And truly, there was only one song that could explain exactly how I'm feeling. It better be the right song. And it was this one. If it'll play. <laughs> oh, wow. This is a great song. Hold on. Oh, my God. I know many of you kids are thinking, what is this? But just uh, get ready. Cause it's coming. And I listened to it. Feel how smooth that is, guys? So fucking smooth. We can play a minute and a half of it because that's legally premium. Oh, it's not. Well, tell us what we're listening to. This is Christopher Cross's Sailing. It's Yacht Rock. Oh. You kids. Wait till we get to the chorus. That's the best part. You're taking me away on a trip with this, dude. Taking you away? Yeah. You know what? Sailing took me away today. Here it comes. Mm. Okay, hold on, wait. It's coming. Here comes. (laughs) And at the same time, like, I decided to start, like, filming with my camera. Was um, the song in the in the video? Oh no, because oh. I had headphones in. But I so but I'm gonna I'm gonna edit it together in such a way. Oh, we'll post it on. We'll post it on. And I was just like just filming a yes. landscape of the of, of the water. dude. I, um, but that, it, that song but, is so fucking smooth and cheesy it, it's, though it's so it's smooth fucking... it's almost too smooth like you know when you fucking like <laughs> eat something you're like oh that's kind of sweet you have like a little taste and then you take a bite you're like oh no too sweet <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny though because it's when, like it, when you're getting your dick funny, sucked though. and then you come and then they keep sucking your dick and then it's like oh no too much it's too funny much. so I, I jumped all over different music today I, I went from like ups and highs and did lows. you listen to i'm on a boat no, I didn't oh. because I, I was I was sitting alone, so I was trying to like get into the alone mood. Um, but when that came on in the chorus, when I put that on, I was like, let's see, let's see if this works, and it did. Bro, when the chorus came on, I almost laughed so hard I dropped my phone. I was like, <laughs> that <was a> great <laughs> sailing. Because when I when it said sailing, it went up a little bit and then dropped back down. So like oh, like the boat was like that was perfect. <gasps> it's almost like he'd been on a boat and he knew what to yeah, write. About. And I listened to the, you know the Doobie Brothers. And uh, various other yacht rock. I tried a bunch of yacht rock out today. So if you kids don't know what yacht rock is, yacht rock is like the Doobie Brothers, Steely Dan. Now, if you kids Kenny don't Loggins, know what Michael Doobie McDonald, Brothers and Steely Dan, and, Michael and this McDonald. is a guy named Christ- uh, Christopher Cross uh, who wrote that song "Sailing" that we were just listening to. Uh, so free plug for him. Try to try to define yacht rock. Let me see if I can find that. If there's an official definition without naming examples. Let me see. Yacht, let me see if I can rock. find an official definition of yacht rock. Um, let's see. Oh, Yacht Rock. Here we go. Oh, is this, or is this for the web series that we watched? Uh, no, it's for the web series. Let me see if I can define Yacht Rock otherwise, though. Um, 
but yeah, no, it was it was magical, and I would highly recommend. You know, if you have like a company that does that for you, that's pretty cool. Like it was it was fun, and I was more I was really worried about getting um about getting sunburned. To be honest with you, um, Urban Dictionary for Yacht Rock. Here we go. Oh, but they all, they use examples. But I'll, I'll, another name for the adult contemporary musical movement in the late seventies and the early eighties. It was defined by its smooth sound. Popular popular yacht rockers include Kenny Loggins, the Doobie Brothers, and Steely Dan. So, so yacht rock, yacht rock is cheesy pop rock music from the eighties and nineties. Uh, artists like Michael McDonald, Kenny G. I don't know if I consider Kenny G yacht rock. Stevie Nicks, Toto. Uh, yeah, I would say he's so. more soft rock than yacht rock. But um, it depends. Yacht Rock I think is, it depends on the song. He's yeah, um, and a host of other similar bands compromise uh, compromise artists who perform the music. Think of dudes in their fifties cruising the harbor and snorting cocaine on their yachts, blasting Kenny G, and you'll be able to picture those who enjoy Yacht Rock. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's cocaine and bright colored clothes. Um, so that's Yacht Rock. But yeah, it was a really we, fun day. I faced a fear. I saw some dolphins, and did. they didn't scare me. Oh, There's baby ones. Dude, you're playing a dangerous game. Yeah, that's what I you're do. You're playing a dangerous fucking game. I am. I was flying to the danger zone. <laughs> Dude, but like, so we're, you were showing me this um, this web series. This yeah, it's from a long time ago called Yacht Rock. My Ryan also showed that to me, too. He's the one who introduced me to the concept of Yacht Rock. Yeah, I mean, like, when you said Yacht Rock, I, even though I hadn't, like, heard the term and, like, we haven't See how many times the in the episode we can say the right, words like Yacht Rock. <laughs> Like, I knew exactly what you were talking about. Like, I, I could hear it in my head. Um, <laughs> that, that's, that's what Yacht Rock is. <laughs> um, but this, this video series is... I'm is dressed Yacht Rock, too. I'm dressed in beige shorts, uh, khaki shorts. kind of dressed like Yacht and The Rock. only two things I'm missing. I need, need Instead of this hat... Topsiders. And I need a captain's hat. A captain's hat, or Which you I just wanted to, to let get. your hair kind of like flow. No, I wanted to get a captain's hat so bad, I just didn't have. I wanted to actually get a, like a first mate's hat, and then have uh, Ryan wear a captain's hat. But we weren't on the same boat, so we were going to dress up like Gilligan and the Skipper, but we didn't get. I feel like to be fully dressed as yacht rock with what you're wearing, you would have to be instead of wearing like brown shorts, be wearing like chinos or like like, yeah, do- like they, dockers they, they do short what i know I, what i need to do is wear short brightly colored like pink shorts exactly That'd be that, that would be i mean these will work they're just a little long yeah. they're, they're more they're more comfortable exactly you know and i want i need Something like i need like chevy i need like chevy chase in vacation shorts those are the yeah. best ones i can point to because that like how does your dick not fall out of that and i have a small dick too yeah i'm convinced but I'm convinced that my dick would still poke out of those shorts. <laughs> or at least my ball would. Somehow. One ball one would ball. make its way out. It's just one of your pubes. Like, Old lefty who dangles a little bit lower than oh, righty. Oh, fucking lefty. Balls um, hangle in the water. What else is like Yacht Rock? So we talked about Dewey Brothers. Steely Dan. Steely Dan. Michael McDonald. Toto to an extent. Toto to an extent. Um, would you say... What did you, would you say... Um, oh, God. Why am I forgetting his last name right now? Right now? But it's Rupert, the guy who does Escape. Is Escape Yacht Rock? Eh, Escape's more now. Escape's more like a 70s novelty song. But it's on that track of like trying to be smooth. Um, I feel like it's got to, I mean, it may it's, not it's, be it's, genuine. It's, it's sort of there. Yacht Rock, but it's, it's sort of rock. there. It's sort of there. It's sort of there. I'll um, give it to you. Let's see. I mean, if there's a playlist of Yacht Rock and that was on there, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. What about 10 cc's? I'm not in nah, love. Too glam. They're too glam. Too glam? Yes. That song? That that was a big pop hit, but I mean, I, I it's not like yacht rock because yacht rock's more like it's that's smooth, but yacht rock has to. But but I I, I realize good, yeah. but you bring up a good point. Good sailing music, yeah. whether it be yacht rock or not, strong use of electric piano. 
Yeah. Strong use of electric Absolutely. piano. Oh my god, that is the fucking smoothest instrument. I'm convinced. Like a fucking nice little suitcase. Yeah. Piano. Oh fuck yeah. Like yes. Fucking. Yes. A strong use of that because that is the smoothest fun their fucking instrument. A melodrum. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, we're talking. Or here we are. Talk, gear talk with stuff and things podcast. Um, um, I'm trying to think of other like examples of yacht rock. That it's hard. It's not. It, it's not a not a clearly defined genre. Let's see. Hmm. What else would be yacht rock that we have really listened to at some point? I had another one that I, I felt was kind of there, but Jimmy Buffett could be considered yacht rock. Yeah. It's kind of its own thing, but it's in that vein. It's a little more like goofy yacht rock. But I would see, imagine, like like I said, imagine somebody on a boat, mm-hmm. maybe doing cocaine, yeah. riding around on their yacht, looking like Michael McDonald. <laughs> yep. Young Michael McDonald, not the not the white, gray-haired Michael McDonald. Yeah. Um, but like a young Michael McDonald. Not that's With like, head. Ah, fuck, dude, that's a, that's a tough one. I don't so know, Boz man. Boz Skaggs. Boz Skaggs, okay. Uh, let's see. There's a playlist here. Uh, Al Stewart. Uh, Hall and Oates. You could probably lump some Hall and Oates. Some Hall and Oates. Yeah. Or um, do some Kenny G. could make its list. It's probably yeah. There. Oh, that Jerry Rafferty Baker Street song. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, saxophone. That's the other key instrument saxophone. for yacht rock. Uh, electric piano and saxophone. Saxophone. The devil's instrument. Very important. Yeah. Um, speaking of things from our past. Dude, though, well, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna say. The other, the only other place you'd probably hear Yacht Rock is weddings or SeaWorld. Uh, well, you know what I mean. Not, not <laughs> don't go there because fuck those people. Not nautically themed weddings. <laughs> weddings. You might see that. Yeah. yeah, you might hear some Yacht Rock. Yeah, you probably hear like the dad will pick a Yacht Rock. Oh my god, I'm gonna tell my mom that I want to dance at my wedding to Sailing. Oh, that'd be great. And I just lean in really close and like hold my mom close, be like, it's so fucking smooth. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll uh, be like, what? And I'm like, stuff. Did you just calling me a bitch? You know we we went to a wedding. You know what I meant, bitch. <laughs> you know what I meant. Yes. Bitch. By the way, Desperate I know he doesn't bitch. listen, but any of our friends who listen, Mazel Tov, Even though I'm not Jewish, to uh, my good friend Scott and his lovely new wife yes. Allison, they are married. We are, we were both groomsmen in the wedding. Very yes. very proud to be. Um, we had a great time, and uh, and our great. and our buddy Kyle, wedding Kyle mm-hmm. showed up. Wedding yep, Kyle, wedding if you hear Kyle. this, shout out to Wedding Kyle. Yeah, um, Kyle. he, uh, yeah, and we were we were dancing bum, around bum, like some bum, like some dancing bum, fools. Bum, it was a good bum, time. Bum, um, bum. Um, but while we were at the wedding, I was yeah, I, I I had this moment, and it didn't occur until during the ceremony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're groomsmen. We're standing, you know, behind the groom <laughs> when when Allison's brother Chris almost caught on fire. <laughs> yeah. There was these candles that were behind us, that weren't and there we before. thought they weren't lit. Well, we thought it was like, oh, they're just using it as decoration, yeah. and all these candles were lit, and we're like, oh, okay, we'll figure this out. But there's yeah. like so many people in the front row, and like they have their legs all the way like stretched yeah. out. They're like, I'm so get we only have so much space. This. And Chris, uh, the, the which is uh, one of the groomsmen, who is uh, Allison's brother, yeah. uh, Allison's the bride, Allison's brother, almost catches his fucking yeah. arm he, on fire because he, he was starts, so fucking close to, to move. it. And he's not doing a crazy movement; he's just like like adjusting his like. Yeah. His, pants or something like that and then me and steve and you all like reach our hands back like no <laughs> but like but like in a subtle like i'm a groomsman wake i'd be like no no i, f- I felt the fucking fire on my oh hand. i did too i was like no, um, do, 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 do. but almost th- ruined the moment, wedding we saved well you could say we saved the wedding we saved it um 
we want you know we all want to see what's going on. We're right behind Scott, so we, so can't, we can't see him. And I'm like, I want to see, I want to see Allison. What's going on there? So we're kind of doing this thing where we're kind of like at a little bit of an angle, and we're looking. And I see that we're all kind of doing that move. So if you're looking at us, you see the person in front, which would be Scott, we staggered ourselves, and you would see a person leaning out slightly behind Left, him, and then right. and a little bit more, and a little bit okay. more, like that, like kind of fanning out that way. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what I saw the brides do, the br- the bridesmaids doing too. Uh-huh. And I was just like, this almost feels more like we're backing them up, like, like. You you better not fuck up. Otherwise, we're here. We stand behind our man here. You stand behind. Okay, you stand behind her. We stand behind our man. I'm watching you. You number five. Don't fuck. Don't no. fuck don't don't you fucking break his heart. Don't you fucking break his heart. Don't you break his you heart. Say yes. You fucking say yes right now. But that's what it, it kind of felt more like a stare down. Like by the way, <laughs> ladies, ladies, if you're listening, are yeah. you ready for? It? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pimp you out here. Oh, Chewy no. was the best groomsman possible, and I'll tell you why. Allison's grandfather. Well, I think technically, Shh, Allison Brett would be. He's the, he's the best man, man, but you were the best groomsman. Here's why: Allison's grandfather was blind, but could not see. Blind is a bad. Had to use a cane to hold himself up normally. Chewy, bless his heart, helped this man down the stairs, halfway through the freaking uh, the freaking reception hall, into a wheelchair, all by himself. And that's really fucking difficult. That's something I couldn't do. Like, I, 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 you had the patience of a fucking saint. And not only that, but you were really very sweet to him. So, ladies, if your vaginas aren't wet already, <laughs> they God. goddamn well should be. I, I just feel like you're the Well, now that you you're, had to bring up the vagina wet, and my vagina's bone dry. <laughs> if you're... <laughs> You know the vagina. Now bone. that you commanded, I'm not going to do what a man says. The vagina bone, as the it vagina were. Bone. Um, well, I just felt that like I was doing my groomsman duty, but yeah, you know, groomly duty, the groomly duty. Um, but we were just, you know, we we're having fun, act, having a fun, having fun, acting a fool, and uh, it was it was a great time was had by all. So while we were at the wedding, though, we yes. were in the, the in our hotel room. Um, did you? Did you? I'm sorry. Did you know? Because I was. I this fascinated me. I was like. I was glad to be groomsman, but I was like, okay, why? And you told me what the job was. The job was, you ready? And then yeah, you give him a drink. You pat him on okay. the back and say, you're ready. Yeah, but you're there because you're there to back him up. Yeah, and again, that's the whole, like, I'm going to fucking get you. if you, you You're know. there to, no, you know, it's not even, I'm going to fucking, hold on. You don't have idea. It's not back him up in the way of, I'm going to fucking get you. you. It's not, I'm going to fucking get you. It's like, it's like, hey, buddy. Yeah. I'm here to back you up and say, yeah, I support do, this. Do you know what the original... Like uh, role of the groomsman was no. Do you, I, I did do you, little, is this I, a rhetorical question? Did a little room. Uh, did a little groomsman. Groomsman research. <laughs> I did a little groomsman. Expl- research. Well, I would imagine. Okay, can I take a guess? Yeah, I would imagine it's to bear witness to the the marriage because you need a, a third party witness to bear witness to your marriage. That may have been part of it. That's not what I came up with. Okay, what did you find? What I found. It's this short little thing before because I know you were going on. Uh, I have something that that was brought up at the wedding. Okay. Uh, Not the wedding specifically, but in the hotel room uh, on the television. And I looked at some more research into that. And we'll talk about that in a minute. It harkens back to our older episodes. So I did some... We we mentioned briefly the bridesmaids before. Do you remember that? Um, Where it was like to... The bridesmaids were supposed to like look as beautiful as possible. Yes. To attract, you know, the undesirables. Basically, (laughs) so that... Random people would bang the bridesmaid <laughs> instead of the bride, you know, on, on the you know coming up to their wedding, and to fool the evil spirits. 
so the evil spirits would bang the bridesmaids <laughs> instead of the bride. Jesus. Yeah, they were bang bait for, for <laughs> fucking... <laughs> That's what they were. Bangbang.com. Oh my god. Um so that that's the <laughs> Is that like a porn site where somewhere it's like a wedding scenario and they're like, hey, I wanna fuck the bribe, you're pretty hot. Or like there's some <laughs> dude and then one dude out of the group dresses like a devil and sneaks in. <laughs> Just saunters on in. It's fucked up, man. Um, it is. Let's, it let's is. make that it's, website. It's, I'm gonna see if bangbait.com <laughs> is available. It's it's really fucked up, right? But um so I was like, I wonder what like the groomsmen are. I'm like, it's gotta be something like to I'm like it's got to be something like, oh, to prevent the guy from like leaving or something like that or some, some bullshit. But um, what <laughs> did you find? Is it taken? Uh, I don't know. Uh, hold on. Do you dare I'm gonna click? Do, I'm going to do a who is on it, which means I can see if it's registered. Let's um, see. Let's find out. Drum roll. It has been registered in the past. It's currently for sale. Oh, man. It's currently is for this sale. Is the stuff well, I want to buy bangbait.com. Hold on. Let me see how much it is. How much is it's not very much. It's, How much is it? It's eleven ninety nine. Oh shit! For a year? Let's buy bangbait.com for and then we'll redirect it to stuff and things podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can get behind that. <laughs> Ryan, help us tomorrow. <laughs> it's easy. You just buy Bang it and you bait. tell it to go there. It's Bang easy. Bait. Um, all right, write write that down. Remember that. Write bangbait.com. Um, I will. I have it right here. It's not going so. Anywhere. Yeah, the, the the purpose of the groomsmen. The yes. purpose of the groomsmen is to actually. There's usually friends of the groom or whatever mm-hmm. who would act as bodyguards to the bride uh, back in the day. So okay. it was like people would try to like kidnap the bride or be like, "No, the fuck, like, man, like I object to that." So I'm gonna stay. Remember when we were watching the thing on fucking? I object that. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. Vinny, bring the shoes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you told me something about the photos we took during, like, right before the ceremony, where we're all sitting in this little like cutout. It's just like, oh, we look like a fucking group. mafia. Oh, it looked badass. It, it, it was like it was like. Appara- Did I you see that? It. Have you not no, seen it? I'll no. find it. Apparently, we look like a little mafia family. But Ian's like, yeah, you and I look like fat guys. Everyone yeah, else, but looks- we look like the fucking muscle. We look like the goombas they send in. <laughs> <laughs> to fucking do that. Hey, fucking a couple them. of wise guys. Uh, that's why that's that's why I'm like so like okay. Th- do you remember when like the night before when we went out? Like I was just like Scott, just tell me who you want me to cut and I'll cut them. Oh, here it is, here it is, here it is. There's because the, there's the bridesmaids up top, Let's and see. then we're on the bottom. Let me see if I can zoom in on us. Yeah, power bottoms, baby. We do oh, look like yeah. the fucking oh, Goombas. Here, it's fucking uh, airdrop that to me. I, I want to uh, see. Okay, it. I will. I'll lay it, do it later. It's on Facebook. Um, well, I want to see it now, but just airdrop it to me right now. I can't. Now it's YouTube. on Facebook. Uh, okay. I have to download it and then do it. Oh, it's going to take some time. Anyway. Um, you and I are like the, we'll fucking get taken care of, boss. <laughs> what you want me to take care of, boss? Hey, can I get a sandwich? Well, <laughs> well everyone else, like Steve, Steve, yeah. right? Steve looks like the treasurer. Brett looks like the right-hand man. Is Steve the treasurer because he's Jewish? No, he just looks like. He has that Let's look see. about him. Let's he has that look about term. him. It looks like he's the treasurer. He's the money man. He's the money man. Okay. Um, I would say... Kyle is the ladies' man. He's the one who's like Kyle's a suave. Kyle's like, a suave one. Or like and Chris the, is like almost like the right hand man to the to to the fucking Don. Like the kind of like no, I'm uh, he's, no because I say I'd say that's Brett. I'd say and then the brothers the, and then and then Chris is like the brother. Yeah, he's the brother. Okay, and we're All the right. fucking Goombas. We're the fucking, <laughs> fucking we're muscle. the fucking meat. We're the muscle Goomba. Hey, I'm getting some sandwiches over here. Any of you order Paldini? <laughs> You order some Paul Dini, some Franjoli. How about some Dio? <laughs> um, <laughs> Franjoli, <laughs> Strombolio. 
to be fair, we didn't make these up. No, we Greg didn't. Benson, mediocre films. Uh, so, um, but yeah, we were supposed to be like, um, do you remember that thing we saw on like, uh, it wasn't taboo. It might've been taboo or something. Um, but it was like what people do for like love or something like that, or like weddings. And it was like in Southeast Asia and this girl was like going to get like wed to someone, but this other dude like kidnaps her and elopes with her. Yeah. Yes. Like, I imagine that that was happening not just in Southeast Asia, but like a lot of other, I mean, okay. And in this scenario that I posed to you, the, the, the bride to be wanted to marry the person who ended up kidnapping her, but like the families didn't approve. So it's like a tradition. It's almost like both families know, well, they're in love, so they're going to get married. I don't want it. I don't want it either, but they're going to do it. So let's play along. Um, but in any case, I, I guess we were supposed to protect in case Allison, um, in case anybody tried to take Allison. And that's why when Scott left, we, we were at her side. Like, we were. Like groomsmen. Yeah. Apparently, we're supposed to like hug and kiss on the bride. But yeah. I was like, I, 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 hugged, I hugged her and took a selfie I with her. I do not feel comfortable doing that. Well, here's what I did. I, I hugged her and took a selfie with her. And I immediately sent the picture to Scott and said, you left her alone. Winky <laughs> face. <laughs> yep. Um, so, But one other thing we learned about. So we were in the hotel room watching TV. Eating Taco Bell. Eating Taco Bell. Actually, no, this was the first night. Was we this the first night? This first is this night. when I was drunk as fuck? This is when you were drunk as fuck because I went, holy shit. Right before we went to the brewery. Okay. Um, oh, this was before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So we have a story from the Huffington Post Weird News, of course. Um, Yay, Weird News. Regarding an old friend. Or is he? Or what? Creepy okay. clown menaces Chicago oh, Cemetery. Oh, shit. Uh, a clown lurking around a cemetery at night sounds like a disturbing scene from a Stephen King novel, but it turned into a real-life scare when some costumed bozo was spotted in a Chicago graveyard. Oh, my God. At the Rose Hill Cemetery, a bizarre figure dressed in ye- a yellow clown suit and rainbow wig was seen waving to passersby earlier this month, CBS Chicago Shit. reports. Julia Graham was driving by the historic cemetery with her husband when they saw the clown running toward the main gate around 10 p.m. on a recent night. Wait, running toward the main gate? Yes. When we get was closer, he late for something? I don't know. Oh god. <laughs> when we get closer, we realize it's a clown. Oh my god. Which is super weird, she told the station. I mean, this was somebody putting forth a lot of effort yeah. and being really weird. Yeah. <laughs> the clown eventually noticed the Graham's oh, vehicle fuck. and turned toward it and slowly waved at the couple. Oh my god. Yes. In unsettling fashion. The couple captured the spooky wave on a cell phone before the clown ran off, according oh to UPI. God. The real identity of the identity of the clown is unknown. Cemetery officials so, said there have been no reports of vandalism, according to Chicagoist. So we don't know if it's clown. No. But it very well it's, could be clown. It could be. Um uh, let's see. By the way, there's an episode called Clown. Yes. Educate yourself. Chicago police say there have been no other clown sightings in recent weeks, but a small subset of humanity seems to get kicks by playing on the creepy clown trope. Yeah. In October 2013, okay. Alex Powell, 22, a student in Northampton, England, yeah. became a worldwide sensation when he freaked out locals yep. by dressing up as Pennywise, a yep. clown that appears in the Stephen King novel It, The yep. Mirror Reports. In March 2014, a person dressed as a clown was spotted roaming the streets of Staten Island. Which we talked about. Last October, officials in Bakersfield, California, had to deal with at least 16 reports of people Mm -hmm. dressed as clowns um, being armed with machetes and baseball bats. 
Why do so many people find clowns creepy? Steve Stoltzman, a Harvard Medical School psychiatrist, told Vulture last week that a fear of clowns is closely related to do with the person's own fears of failure. Clowns, by definition, are supposed to make you laugh, but in the background is that fear that they won't. And all of us have to be in the, have that in the back of our mind, the fear that you won't actually be able to do the very thing that you're designed to do, he said. Now, here's what I'm most impressed at. That's interesting that that story exists, but yeah. you know what I'm most impressed at? We are fucking on top of clown news. Yeah. We've reported on every single one of those clown have. developments. So good on us. We fucking And whoever have, you dude. are, Chicago clown, fucking keep it up. Don't hurt anybody. Clown. But be creepy. If you're listening creep it up. to us. Fucking creep it up. Do, Do not it. hurt. Don't hurt, but but, but keep cre- going. Hey, did you know, I mean, I, I asked, did you know, because as soon as I say it, you're going to be like, well, yeah, I knew that. But isn't it weird that Chicago seems to all, like, fucking clowns? Yeah. They've got a connection with clowns, dude. They do. Fucking John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> okay, that's a very odd starting point, but all right. I, he's John, a clown. He's, he's a clown from from like the Chicago area. He is a clown, dude. He was correct. like from the Chicago that area. Is correct. He's a clown. Did you know that he wasn't the first? Oh, he was. No, there was just like other. I saw this documentary. Um, I forget what it was called. It was on Netflix, but they talked about kind of like different urban legends. Kind of. Uh, did you ever see the movie or the documentary called Cropsy? Yes, okay. I know about Cropsy. The same dudes that did that um, did this other one. That came out after that, basically stemming from that. They kind of briefly talk about crops in it, but they talk about these differently like, urban legends and their like roots. And, um, you know, they talk about more like tropes rather than a specific one, but they talk about like the, the, um, you know, the, the killer in the house mm-hmm. type of trope. They talk about the killer clown. And they said that for a while before John Wayne Gacy, there was just random people dressing as clowns. Like, uh, Are you just, saying like we're in for another John Wayne Gacy hang, soon? Hanging, I don't fucking know, dude. I hope not. They were Jesus. just fucking hanging around like areas and shit. And then like John Wayne Gacy happened and then later on just people just dressing up like clowns and shit. And like, ah, uh, but I'm just Wasn't fucking, it semi-based on John Wayne Gacy? I don't think so. That was about an so. alien spider. No, no, I know that it is, but I, I'm like the idea of it being a scary clown. I wonder if like that was Pennywise? based on. Yeah, I'm gonna do some research on that and get back. As to far you. as why Ke- why Kevin Sting, why Stephen King uh, picked, <laughs> you know, Sting. like a clown, a Kevin. St- My name's Kevin Sting. Well, I like <laughs> said Keaton Sting, like Michael, like the Sting <laughs> of Michael Keaton, like if Michael Keaton's a giant bee going around stinging people. <laughs> Or like when like Michael Keaton like burns you real bad. That's the Keaton sting you'd be feeling. <laughs> Wait, when you like make a snide remark about yeah. it, like, oh yeah, you're He's the like, well, fuck you, buddy. You're the Batman, huh? Wanna, Wanna get nuts? Wanna get nuts? Let's get nuts. And you're like, oh shit. Oh shit, I felt the Keaton sting. Ow, fuck. Ah. It's not as icy cold. Ah. It's not as icy cold as that Diane Keaton sting. No, God, no. There's nothing could be as cold as that. Oh. Cold is a cold winter's night, that is, <laughs> in the middle of Denmark, in the ocean. All right. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you have for us here? You said look like you have something. Um, well, we're talking about, you mentioned Sting. Sting is a musician, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so today, uh, Rush was playing. Over yeah, nearby. we missed Rush. We missed Rush, but we went and nearby, and we can kind of hear them, and they still fucking rock. Yeah. And um, today I was I was at work, and I was talking with some people there. I was talking with uh, Katie, um, and 
we were talking about how like I was like, oh, do you like? She was listening to music in the back, you know, while she was working. And I was like, oh, do you like Rush? She's like, she's like, yeah, like Rush is pretty cool actually. And I was like, okay, this is all a ruse for me to get her to play some Rush in the back because okay. I was just like, you know, I want to listen, listen to some Rush. I want to listen to some Rush. She's like, but, I wanted, I needed to listen to Yara. Yeah, today. and she was like, um, she's like, yeah. I mean, she's like, I've actually gotten more into them lately because of like. You know, some I learned about their history and this and this and that, whatever. And I was like, oh, I never really looked into that. So, I, so I did some research here on Rush, on some Rush, Rush search, yeah, if you will, some Rush, some Rush search, a Rush search paper. <laughs> um, so we, um, I, I, I was looking at it and I was like, okay, looking at their history, and I was like, okay, well, let's let's, let's look at Giddy Lee here. Giddy Lee, Giddy Lee, yeah. So I, I said it weird. <laughs> I'm in rush. I play the bass. Slap the bass. <laughs> That's what he sounds like too. <laughs> Giddy Lee. <laughs> um, but he's got he's got a pretty interesting little history. More like his family. Um, did you do you know anything about it? No. Okay. Tell I'm gonna, me. I'm gonna educate me on rush. I'm gonna do a little a little educating here. So, Gary Lee was born Gary Lee Winerib. And <laughs> that wine was on. Rib. Yep. That was on July, <laughs> July 29th. Mm, two, two great things that go great together. Oh, his birthday was yesterday. Uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Hey, tomorrow's Harry Potter Day, by the way. Oh, when this episode it? comes out, it's Harry Potter Day. It's Harry Potter's birthday. Oh. He was born on July, it's it's like born on July 31st, 1980. Yeah. So, that means he would be. Uh, 35 years old 35 years old The magic is gone <laughs> <laughs> Now he's married. He got married As of last year apparently Yeah according to the, the magic is gone To Ginny Weasley To Foxy Redhead Oh Foxy Ron's little sister He looks at Ron He's like I'm fucking your sister Hey See Ding. this That's what we do That's what we do <laughs> Fucking Patrick he, Bateman Yeah He's <laughs> just like Pointing <laughs> A little wink Hey he'd be like I'm fucking Hermione She's a smart one um, you think she knows spells? She can do she spells. She, spells. She, she she does witchcraft on me cock. She does it with you. Shut up, Ron. <laughs> Hardius Leviosum. <laughs> Commonus explosive, Harry you know. And, Harry Potter and the magic fuck off. That's when <laughs> him and Jenny have to do it in the same room as Ron and Hermione and see oh. who's better at doing having wizard sex. Yeah. <laughs> having wizard sex. Yeah. Oh my god! Come on, you don't want you don't have wizard sex. I want to see that. You like, wouldn't. This goes back to our earlier rules? episode. You wouldn't fuck. You wouldn't that? fuck a witch. I would. What What are the rules? Fucking magic. Fuck? That's it. Well, I mean, like, good, everybody's got to, everybody's got to come, and you got to use magic. A lot of magic. And you can't be like my tongue is magic. No, you got to use fucking magic spells. And you That's can't. What I'm saying. Like, you like, can't so use you your can't wand. Like you can't use your fuck. wand. No, you you do that. You do that. But there's got to be some magic involved. So it's got to be like you traditionally fuck, but like your your dick is now like a fucking I don't know uh, has a fucking face on it or something. <laughs> Says a fucking face on it, Just or like face. you can't like you know use your wand you know in the butt. It doesn't yeah. work. I mean the vagina either, really, or suck. I like, mean you could, could be like suck me wand, suck me wand. Do you think that's like hot for wizards? Do you think if you were like hot, some girls like hey, and she like took your wand, just like when you'd be like oh fuck, probably because I mean aren't you like one with your wand at that kind of you know, your wand chooses you, man. So yeah. it's like having an extra dick. Oh shit! And for girls, it's like having one dick. Yeah. Or like having an extra boob. Like or like a very large clit. Yeah. 
Who defines you as a witch or wizard? But I'd imagine yeah, it's tough for girls though, because we could do lick, like lick, uh, lick the tip of their wand. I lick guess. the tip of the wand. But that that still sounds like, kind of like like you're sucking a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Which, but maybe they get turned on with dick. Miss Rowling, if you have any of the answers to this, Miss Rowling, if you Rowling, have any, JK Rowling, not yeah, Rowling, any Rowling. answers on the dick sucking of wizards? Hey man, she's an know. inspiring story. She got fucking divorced by her husband and then came up with Harry Potter the next fucking day. Yeah, on a cocktail napkin. She wrote the name. She wrote. I think she wrote the name Harry Potter, and the first line she wrote was like something like "Harry Scar hurt worse than ever," something like that. And that's that's how it is started. Is she Harry Potter, and is the scar the scar of her love lost? It could be. Could be. That's weird, dude. Harry Potter's fucking great, dude. All you gotta go ki- through those. All those kids were like connecting with divorce. Re- at the very, <laughs> at the very least, man, you gotta watch the movies. All the movies. It, at the very least, watch all the movies. If you really want to commit to it, listen to the uh, re- read or listen to the audiobooks because um, they're fantastic. Anyway, continue your story. You were talking about what were we talking about? So Getty Lee. <laughs> Getty Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Getty Lee um, was born Gary Lee Weinrib on, uh, on July 20th. On Privet Drive. <laughs> July 29th. He was brought there by a giant bearded man on a flying motorcycle. <laughs> after receiving a scar. The, it was a Christian lumberjack, you see. From Lord Voldepert. <laughs> um, in 1953 or whatever you want in willowdale toronto ontario mm-hmm. canada uh to morris and i know they're all canadian we know yeah, that to morris and mary weinrib um his parents were jewish refugees from poland oh shit who had survived imprisonment imprisonment at dachau Oh, fuck. And Bergen-Belsen. Oh, fuck. Those are the two worst ones. And Auschwitz, too, but those are both pretty bad. During World War II. Fuck. They were about 13 years old when they were initially imprisoned at Auschwitz. Oh, my God. Close to the same age as Anne Frank at that time. Oh, shit. Quote, it was kind of surreal preteen shit, says Lee. Uh, describing how his father bribed guards to bring his mother shoes. After a period, sweet, his mother was transferred to Bergen-Belsen and his father to Dachau. When the war ended four years later and the Allies liberated the camps, his father set out, uh, his father set out in search of his mother and found her at a displaced persons camp. Oh, it's fucking love right there, man. They, they married... Don't do- and, yeah. were event- and eventually um, immigrated to Canada. In Canada, Lee's parents gave him a Jewish education with a bar mitzvah at age 13. His father was a skilled musician, but died the year before from medical problems resulting from his imprisonment. Mm. This forced his mother to find outside work to support three children. Jesus. Lee feels that not having all three, parents, of the, all three of Rush lived together. <laughs> they were all related. That was a secret. <laughs> they were all related. Now they were just like Rushkey kids. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Rushkey kids. Um, uh, let's see. Lee feels that not having parents at home uh, during those years was probably a factor in his becoming a musician. "Quote: It was a terrible blow that I lost him, but of co- uh, but the course of my life changed because my mother couldn't control us." Now that quote. Couldn't control us makes it seem like they were like, let's do bad stuff. <laughs> no? I think so. Yeah. That's what, what do you think they were doing? Fucking punk. I don't know. Being a rock and roller. 
Canadian rock and roller. Yeah, like politely doing things. <laughs> we were picking trash up off the ground, eh? Even when we weren't told to do so. We would take the trash out of the trash can and put it on the ground for five minutes and then put it back. <laughs> put it back. It didn't belong on the ground. That's not where it, <laughs> it went. It startled the passerbys. It start, they, were, they were shocked. <laughs> They're not used to seeing it without the raccoons we'd, around. We'd cut, down, we'd cut down a dying tree and plant a new one. We were the original Toronto raccoons. Well, the next day we'd plant a new one. They'd be like, where'd that tree go? The city didn't cut it down. So for a day, they'd be bamboozled. Fact, Flummoxed. That was the name Horn of our street for game. a day. <laughs> our Canadian street gang was the Toronto, the Toronto raccoons. Yeah. And so what we did is we put a new tree there the next day because, you know, we moved for the environment. We're, we're tough, tough hombres. I mean, we want a world to live in. Yeah, we of can't course. raise. We can't raise. We a can't raise. We can't raise hell and no, with no world. You need the world. <laughs> need the world to raise hell in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. Where was I here? Okay. Um, he turned his basement into a practice space for the band for a band he formed uh, with high school friends. And after the band began earning income from small performances at the high school shows or other events, he decided to drop out of high school and play rock and roll professionally. Fuck yeah, he did. His mother was devastated when he told was. her. And he still feels that he owes her for the disappointments in her life. Mm-hmm. Quote, all the shit I put her through, he says. On top of the fact that she just lost her husband, I felt like I had to make sure it was worth it. I wanted to show that I was a professional and that I was working hard and I wasn't just a fucking lunatic. So, um, that that, that was him. I, he cusses a lot more than I thought he would. Get like- I'm not going to lie. For a Canadian, he, it's he, cusses, mouth. he cusses quite a bit. Um Today, Lee considers himself a cultural Jew. Jay Weekly featured Lee's reflections on his mother's experience as a refugee and of his own ref- uh, and as of his own Jewish heritage. Lee's name, Getty, was derived from his mother's heavily accented pronunciation of his given first name, Gary, and his high school friends used it, which later made uh, his stage name, and he turned that into his real name. In 1984, Rush became widely recognized as a rock group. Lee told a story about his mother's early life to the group's drummer and lyricist, Neil Peart, who decided to write lyrics based on, uh, on her life for a song, Red Sector A. Lee wrote the music, and it uh, was included in their album, Grace Under Pressure. And here's just a portion of lyrics to kind of wrap this part up. I hear the sound of gunfire at the prison gate. Are, they li- are the liberators here? Do I hope or do I fear? For my father and my brother, it's too late. But I must help my mother stand up straight. God damn. God damn. Fucking Neil Pert. What can't he do? He can drum. Write he lyrics. can write lyrics. Fuck, dude. What else can I don't I would like I feel like if we looked into it and we looked into the life of Neil Pert, uh-huh. we'd probably discover that he could do pretty much I I'd say so. Anything. He's like the Dumbledore of Rush. <laughs> the Dumbledore of Rush. Yeah. <laughs> How so? I don't know. Expand. He's fucking can do everything. He's the best. He's the best fucking wizard around. He's fucking Dumbledore. Dumbledore is like the fucking Michael Jordan of, of wizards. So if, if, we're, if we're saying the drummer to wizard, you know, comparison, then Neil Parrott is like the Dumbledore. Yeah. Of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say so. Do you think, let's see. What can I'm, I'm trying to think like what rockers like normally are good at or not good at? Like I feel like rockers are probably not good at like. Well, Neil Peart sings, plays drums, and writes lyrics. 
I feel like rockers in general are probably not. The only other person I know who does that, and 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 in my opinion, not, Dave Grohl. Well, that's two people. Okay, it's two, but he actually plays guitar now. The only other person that I know that does that is Phil Collins. Phil Collins. And I guess Ringo technically probably does. What about Don Henley? Yeah. Okay, you got some good points. From the fucking Eagles. <laughs> not the fucking Eagles. Not that I know. Oh, the Eagles had some songs that were kind of yacht rock. Yeah. Okay. Take it easy. Yeah. Take it it's more kind of more Western. I, I think that I think that that Kota, California is more yacht rock than that. It's all right, I see that. But it's on the border. Um, but yeah, I feel like rockers probably wouldn't be good at like making their own food or something like that. Like like they probably about? just like fucking probably make their own barbecue sauce. It depends. Everybody's got their own fucking extra thing. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. Like fucking what's his name, Dexter from The Offspring. Yeah, he makes the hot. He sauce. makes the hot sauce. Dexter Gringo, Holland. Gringo, Gringo hey, Bandito. Uh huh. Which is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. But like, I don't know. I just feel like in general, they're probably like, oh, like someone's gonna make me food or like fast food and just kind of life on the road. But I kind of feel like, I don't know. Like maybe Neil Peart might be the one to be like. <laughs> here's my cooking show all right here's my cooking show so these be more about rush i want to know sure. more I, uh, that's more, it more about rush. was that I, all you had that was that Kenny was Lee? i mean the rest of it was just kind of like oh here's what they sound like oh, and okay. like you know here's right, here's you. their history as a band and stuff like that and you know whatever but um yeah that's that's i just i thought that was like the most interesting part to kind of bring up and i'll look into neil pert maybe we'll discover some hidden talents and uh you know the forgotten alex well, leafson speaking of rock and roll what's yeah. one of the things that goes along with rock and roll drugs what else cheeseburgers what else uh, sex bingo oh okay some sexual breakthroughs may be coming through Should sexual we? breakthroughs that would help me a lot uh, this is also from the Huffington Post Weird News section. Specifically you? Yes. Okay. Is the spray-on condom finally coming? What? Spray-on condom. Condoms. They're a cheap, effective way of preventing the spread of sexually transmitted diseases. They are, they are also a lot less expensive than raising kids. Why screw with a good thing? Because we can put it on with a spray can. Or at least that's what Pratt Institute design student... Michelle, or Michelle, I don't know if it's a boy or girl, Chew one day hopes to achieve with Girl Play. Oh, girl, it's girl, Michelle. Girl Play, a condom company, quote, aimed at bold and daring women. The spray-on condom is the centerpiece in a, quote, lover's kit that Chew one day wants to bring to market. It also includes some traditional condoms in neat packaging and a remote that Chew hopes will control the condom's effects and flavors and unclasp a bra. Wait a minute. Hold on. A remote? Yeah. That will change the flavor of the spray that you put on your Let's fucking dick. Let's go on with this. I thought the condom market needed something, some refreshing, Chu told PSFK's design blog. Condoms look like those little ramen seasoning packets. <laughs> <laughs> they Fuck. do. I thought I was the only one who ever noticed that. They um, do. They've just been these square things forever. Um, so I don't know about you, honey. I, didn't, I mean, the packaging is square. <laughs> but what's inside, if you pull out a square condom. She's like, I don't know. I don't wear condoms. So she's like, I bareback it. Although Come it on. seems like a futuristic Live on idea. The edge. Although it seems like a futuristic idea, other people have proposed a spray on condom before. A few years ago, German entrepreneur uh, Jan Vincenz Krauss came close to putting a spray on condom on the market. While Chu seems bored with the design of the condom, Krauss felt it was more of an issue of public health. By by using the penis as a mold for the condom, a spray-on would fit be, uh, would uh, better fit men with smaller or unusual shaped penises. Smaller right here. 
Um, unusual shape. Unusual shape. You know the Y, <laughs> the, the X. I mean, there are listen. There are like the dick, triple head. Here's what I feel. I feel like I mean, obviously there's longer and fatter, but dick yeah. heads are all kind of different. But they're all relatively the same. It's like you could see it like they're cousins of each other. There's like the pointy <laughs> one that looks like a pen, and there's yeah. like the the rounded one. Like what's what's what I got? I don't got the pointy pointy oh. pen looking one. That one weirds me out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. If anybody has that, I'm sorry. I just don't want to see your dick. <laughs> Um, so you want to see the round ones? No, I don't want to see any dicks. Uh, the, except for the ones in porn. I don't want to see anybody I know's dick or anybody who's listening to the show. <laughs> and you're, you got to really be clear as to whose dicks you want to see. Cause otherwise I would like to flooded. see my dick and dicks in porn. That is it. That's it. Yes. Uh, the condom fits 100% right, perfectly. No more dick racing. <laughs> Whatever. So the safety, what you wish for. So the safety is much higher than a standard condoms, and it feels more natural, Krauss told Time in 2008. He said that he thought of the idea after students and sex educators talked to him about the need for a better fitting condom. He added that a teenager, uh, that as a teenager, he also had a hard time finding a condom that was the right size. Uh, Krauss's prototype involved a plastic tube that sprayed liquid latex onto the erect penis from all sides, like a car in a car wash. (laughs) He said that while some men were apprehensive about putting their penis in the tube, the bigger issue was that the latex took two or three minutes to fully dry, which by that time, you know, that's constant stimulation. For what it's worth, Chew's concept shows the condom emanating from an aerosol spray can, like a like a spray-on bandage. It's not clear if that's a viable mode of application for a condom. Krauss remained in the condom-making game, but abandoned the spray-on, opting to sell condoms of different sizes online. It's unclear if the technology has made any headway since then. Chew and Krauss did not immediately return requests for comment. So... I wonder how you get it off, though. Like wash it off, peel it, wash it off, or, or like, and then like when you come, like, is there just this like floating bubble of cum, like outside? Maybe of your it ex- dick? maybe it expands. Well, yeah, that's what that's what would happen. Well, but I mean, really, is- that's kind of what a regular condom is anyway. Just a little bubble that holds cum. Exactly. Right at the end. I don't know about you, but mine never stays inside that bubble. I it just, usually hangs out just in the front. I just picture it looking like. Like you're wearing. Can I, can I ask you something? Yeah. What do you. Okay, when you've had sex with condoms, yes. like. I don't know. Have you ever tried any other than the regular standard type? Like the standard design? Standard type? You know, like the standard design, like the ones they have, like the his and her versions that have like special ribbings. Have you tried yeah. any of those? Absolutely. I've All never. I've only. I've never really tried one of those. That Maybe that's why I dislike condoms so much. All the time, dude. Are they I, better? I, I are they are go, they actually better? I always go to the sex shop, and you know where they sell like the individual. And, yeah, like, you get the little brown bag, and you're like, "Oh, I'll have some of this and some of so, this." So okay, so you tried? I, I get I get a mixed bag. So, but but the but you can understand that the regular ones kind of suck, right? Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm not alone on this because I've had a lot of people be like, "Like Ian, newsflash, condoms, condoms suck." <laughs> they do. No, I know general. that. I know that. But I've had a lot of girls go like, "Oh, it's not that bad." I'm like, "No." It is that bad, and I'm like, I'm like, it is that bad for just the st- standard one. I was like, I, I said, I've never tried the other stuff. And it's not like I'm like against it. I just have never tried it because ninety percent of the time when I'd I've say, been, I'd say they're probably better. They yeah, f- they feel better, and I think they probably feel better for for the. Because my problem with them, I'll be straight also. up. My 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 problem with it is like there's just no there's no sensitivity there. There's no yeah. feeling. It's just literally well, like so you gotta get the th- the kind that are like ultra I've even had the ultra thin ones and they don't work with it. I need something with some sort of some what sort of brand are you getting? Trojan? Trojan? Really? Yeah. Good luck with Trojan. Maybe I just have a small dick and that's what it is. <laughs> it's too, maybe there's no one. That's too thinner. much air in there. Dr. Normal's condoms for one, please. <laughs> 
items for what? Mediocre films. Yeah. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, that was when they did the fake shopping list prank. One of them was Dr. Normal's condoms for one. I thought you were a genius. No, of course not. Oh, my God. Not anymore. Yeah, no, dude. Get the kind with like the swirly fucking thing. I'll try that next time. Bumpy or whatever. Yeah, it's got like bumps and shit. Fuck bumps. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck bumps. You know, if we call herpes fuck bumps, I'm pretty sure people wouldn't be so scared of getting it. Um. I don't know about that. You know what? You can like it. What if we call what if we called crabs crotch critters? That sounds kind of cute. <laughs> You're just taking the fuck bumps. Else. Cr- no, those two I just made up. Crotch fuck critters. bumps and crotch critters. Um, what else would be good? I feel like, like that's like a name of diseases. like a TV show. Well, AIDS, you, AIDS you can't make cute, and it's already kind of got a cute name anyway. AIDS sounds kind of like AIDS. like it's a Pokemon. That's like Kool Aid. AIDS, yeah. AIDS, AIDS. <laughs> that's the way it sounds. Yeah. Or like, Jesus. yeah, there you go. See, now you're getting it. Now you're, now you're, you know, <sighs> now you're cooking with mustard <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you have one more thing to take us out on. Try, uh, but yeah, try all the different types of condoms yes. and ex- and, ex- and explore your sexuality, young Ian. I do with my hand. Do it. There you go, Pamela. Pamela. She never gets pregnant. She really, yeah. She lets it. She lets it stay inside there too. You know, I've heard from girls. The, I, I've kind of had the opposite, where I've heard from girls. Yeah, condoms suck. I mean, we all know they suck, but I think no. But I've heard where uh, I've I like it, like it's been one of those things where it's like, oh, we don't have this. It's like, well, condoms suck, and not from like the standpoint of oh, it's bad for you. It's more like I don't want that, and just no, it's better without. So it might feel different because if you think about it, it's like it well, probably does feel it probably different. Just feels like plastic rubbing in and out of you. Well, like it feels flimsy like, plastic. Yeah. Okay, but he, let me let me explain from 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 the male side. It feels like it feels like you got this like feels like you're on the top of a mountain, and there's the freshest air you could possibly breathe, but there's a small chance that it could kill you because you've never breathed air this fresh. So we have to put a helmet on your head. And you can't breathe that air. And it will be like 50%. It'll be like normal breathing air. Not even normal. It'll be like 50% of what it normally feels like to breathe. So it'll feel a little smoggy and mucky, and it won't be good. Okay, I'll I'll tell you. But if you just took that helmet off, very small chance, very small chance of dying. But you have the best air in the world. (laughs) Here's here's what it's like. Let's let's put it in a way you can actually test this out. Oh, Jesus. Take one of your hands and make like a circle. Like I've tried. Have you ever tried? Zero. Let me ask you this. Like have you ever hold, tried? Hold on. Let me ask you. No, let me ask you another question. Have you ever tried jerking off with a condom? Absolutely. On? I have too, and yeah. it's not as pleasurable. Anyway, take your hand, make it into like an O, okay? Like you know, like a, like an O, and then take like you know two fingers or whatever on your other hand, and then you know insert. You know, like you're doing the whole like you're doing it. You know, yeah. do that thing, okay? Just do that okay. real quick. Yep, yep. That that's mm-hmm. that's what it feels like. Okay, now. Go find a Ziploc bag, put that over the, the dick finger's hand. Let me just take my shirt, my undershirt here. This will work. This will work. The di- yeah, put it over the dick uh, yeah, fingers, I get, I get it. and then go ahead the and finger. do the same like fucking motion and feel like how your dick fingers feel. Dick fingers. Yeah, the ones that represent the dick, the ones that are the legally ones that represent the dick. You see, <laughs> legally representing the dick oh, in this situation. You, thank you. And the, the, the weird like rubbing and chafing from mm. the folds and the plastic. Mm. That's that's what it feels like to wear a condom when you're when you're having sex with someone when mm. you're like. 
putting your dick and inside And no one likes condoms. And no one likes that. But the most effective way, no, of preventing sexually transmitted diseases at this point. No, the most effective way is abstinence, my friend. Um... What if I was like serious? Uh, what if I was one? You know what? But serious? you are correct. The best way to do that. But what's the fucking likelihood? That's like being afraid of getting hit by a bus, so you stay home all That's day. That's like saying, well, <laughs> like, the best way to not get fat is to don't eat fast food. Don't eat. Yeah, don't don't eat. Don't eat don't, anything. Don't eat anything. You won't gain a pound. You'll won't lose a lot of weight. Yeah, it's, it's, it'll don't be eat. Great. <laughs> be great. The best um, way to not die is to be in an area where nothing uh, bad can happen. Best way to, to you. not die is to be alive. <laughs> Well, but but also be in an area where nothing can kill you. Yeah, just just stay alive. Same. Stay out in the open in a in a in a barren field where there's no animals. Oh, but you still have to live without eating. And make sure and that fucking. make sure you're constantly watching the, every area around you because there yeah. could be a fucking plane crashing. Yeah, if there's a plane here. crashing, if there's no food and if there's sex nearby, you could die. Yes, those true. are all the scenarios that you could die. It's true, dude. If you die, also, then your soul's in danger possibly yeah it's true because what if you were like like suppose there is a god okay okay suppose there is a god and you know like like white america god you know where it's like heaven and hell and he's like i've got a beard okay like let's say we've got that type of a god situation right and then he's like well you just sat there in a fucking field and did nothing that type of a god that type of a god (laughs) that type of a god situation okay and he's like you just wasted my gift yep i gave you a fucking gift you wasted it you know what fuck you you're going to hell but i didn't do anything well, exactly. You didn't do anything. <laughs> Sloth. It's a deadly sin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go. Um, you were too prideful to die. Yeah. You were like, I'm too good to die. Um, so, you know, you go to hell, right? I mean, I guess like that would suck. But mm. like you could, if, if that's the case, I mean, might as well like live the life, right? <laughs> like have all the sex you want, eat all the fucking cheeseburgers. You know what I mean? We're all going to die. We're all going to die. That doesn't mean, I mean, let's put it this way. If you want to live longer... Take care of yourself the best you can. Even then, there's going to be some dude that like was like the shittiest health habits ever. There's always somebody who's going to be better than you Did, at everything. Didn't you say that like someone in your family like smoked for like ever and like they're like yeah my grandmother my years. grandma was supposed to die of a liver disorder when I was one years old, but she's been smoking ever since and yeah. it's kept her alive. We're convinced. How old is she now? Uh, probably her seventies. Shit, dude. It's fucking like, but like that was what? So what, 27 years ago, 26 years ago, they were like, like, oh yeah, your your liver's going to kill you. And it's like, nope. She takes medicine and smokes cigarettes. There you go, dude. Sweet nicotine and rat poison keeping her alive. (laughs) Real American medicine. Yeah. Um, But I I, I got to thinking about hell um, with that. And it reminded me of something that Ryan like sent us. Ryan, Ryan, you know, Ryan. Family yeah, friend talking about all night. I like Yacht Rock. Yeah, I like friend f- family friendly kids books on four color commentary yep. and like you know yeah that's right that that's Ryan mm-hmm. okay he's got a family they're 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 beautiful family and he sent us this thing mm-hmm. and it's got a pretty long um interview attached to it which I'm not gonna read so I'm gonna read kind of the synopsis sure um and maybe we'll tweet the link here or something like that. Uh, the name of the article, it's from the Detroit Metro Times, and the name of the article is How a Homeless Satanic Monument Wound Up in Detroit. <laughs> oh, shit. Baphomet is part man, part animal. The goat-headed satanic symbol is often shown with one arm pointing upward and the other 
pointing down. He is even sometimes depicted with female breasts. Ooh, goddamn. Goddamn, this is sexy. Goddamn, this is sexy, Dolly. The icon means different things to different people, but for the satanic temple, Baphomet's (laughs) dualities make him the perfect symbol for reconciling opposites and plurality. That's why the group, who describes themselves as non-theistic Satanists, um, decided to build a one-ton, nine-foot-tall bronze monument of Baphomet with hopes of getting it installed next to the Ten Commandments monument in on Oklahoma State Capitol. Hey, man. That has just as much right to be there, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just that sentence. It's like, okay, we want to do this. Uh, okay, uh, what are you going to put? Let's put it right there. Right next to it. Right yeah, do it. Fucking A. Before then, a stop in Detroit, uh, before then, a stop in Detroit, uh, where the Satanic Temple has established its first national chapter house to officially unveil the monument. Um that's and that's when all hell broke loose in Detroit. The group has faced violent threats, which caused them to relocate the event to a secret private location and possibly in an effort to avoid further conflict. Oklahoma Supreme Court recently declared the Ten Commandments monument unconstitutional, which means for now Baphomet is looking for a new home. We spoke with Jex Blackmore. A member of Jex, like Hex with the J, you see. Jex Blackmore, a member of Satanic Temple of the Satanic Temple's executive ministry to learn about the devil in the details. His response when asked, why did you make this statue? was, What do you mean? You don't like the devil? You don't like the statue? Huh? Well, that's a big monkey. KG. <laughs> um, I like the statue. Jables? No, you don't. Shut up. No, you, Shut up. Ah! No, you don't like it. You fucking love it. <laughs> Coming in, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then there's the whole um interview. It's a pretty long interview where they're asking him stuffs about it and stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, so that this we talked about the Canadian uh fucking boner, boner devil. devil. Canadian boner devil. Yeah. So I figured, you know, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking about this little, talking about this little guy here, you know, this little, this little Baphomet, this little Baphomet. Uh, what? Oh, dude, I forgot. Now that I'm doing that, I forgot about my new fucking guy. Oh Might yeah. I have to unveil him next time. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. I'll just bring him up in normal. But I have one more thing I want to show you. Something because that was just kind of like, oh shit, there's devil. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Oh shit, there's devil. Hey, sup, man? <laughs> oh shit, there's devil. Yo, hey, dude. <laughs> Running with the devil. He's just bumping that from his face. He's at the He's gym on a boombox, apparently. You can't see this, but I, I'm holding the boombox. Of course not. Air De- boom devil box. doesn't wear headphones. That's true. He, he can't, you know, because the fucking horns. Well, depends on where the horns are. Well, it's sitting it's up like the Rams. He likes over-the-head he, headphones. Yeah, he can do that. If the horns are coming out the front of his forehead, he just have to kind of just like... No, but he's got like the kind of side ones, like oh, the Ram wow. ones. Okay. I feel like the Ram ones are cooler. All right, whatever. <laughs> he can change them up. That day, he's wearing the Rams ones. Because, you know... He's got ear pods in. <laughs> he's, he's a fan of the Rams. Gotcha. <laughs> he wants to keep them in the Midwest. Gotcha, yeah. Um, I saw this thing. And um, it's not new, but I saw this thing. You may have seen it. Did you see the thing about Bjork talking about her TV? Yeah? 
Yeah. I have a little bit of advice for you guys. Never trust an Icelandic poet. <laughs> Never. Who tries to explain technology. What do you think, Ian? What do you think? Should we? Okay. Should I play the video no. or should I read? Read the transcript. Okay. The transcript. Do you want me to do it? I can do a pretty fucking good Bjork. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the intro. I'll send. You, I'm gonna send you the article. I'm gonna okay. read the intro. You'll read the transcript. Okay. And I'll I watched this video and I was giggling like a little I was, kitty girl. It was. Oh. Hey, did you hear about this? Okay, let's just bring this up real fast yeah, to it? bring it down. Did you hear about that motherfucker, the dentist who killed the fucking lion that was beloved by all? No. So there's this lion apparently that lived in this lion reserve called Cecil the Lion. And he's very, very friendly to a lot of people. Where, where is he from? In Africa. Um, okay. So I guess this guy went there and he paid money to these guys who we thought were legit to hunt lions. Cause you can do that legit legally speaking, you do that. But these guys lured this lion who was like super friendly and sweet and took advantage of him, lured him off of the fucking property and into, and into the fucking open. And this guy shot him, this dentist fucking shot him. So, okay. Isn't it illegal to like, hunt? so it's legal to hunt lions. Yep. It's legal, to, but, but they, but they can't be in like a sanctuary like that. So, it's like it's like if there was like a like a like a deer sanctuary. Like you can't hunt them in there, but you can hunt them out in the wild. So that one was in the sanctuary. And the and these these trackers who claim to be legit lured it out of the sanctuary. Yes. So that they could quote legally yes. kill it. Which is Fucked not legal up, because it, yeah. This, well, yeah, you don't. You know this I mean? lion was like, like super the, sweet. They're you looking like, at it like legally from the oh, it's outside the fence. Yeah, I know. But like, fuck that shit. All right, <clears throat> what's his name? Cecil. Yes, Cecil the lion. Fucking, I hope you Rest know what I fucking hope, folks. I hope that fucking dentist guy like dies, and when he's in hell, yeah, he sees fucking the devil. He's like, oh no, fuck the devil. He's like, no. No, the devil steps aside and the fucking lions there? No, just fucking li- all the bad lions. Oh, shit. All the dick lions um, from, from fucking history. Right. Scar? So this Scar is, will be there? Yes. <laughs> Mufasa will be laughing. <laughs> Scar will be killing him. <laughs> okay. Do you Jeremy to Irons. Read this, read this about Bjork. Okay. About, our, our, about, 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 the, the, thing? about the Icelandic pixie of the, the rules did of hearts. I did. Thing? I did. I have it. What did you say? The Icelandic pixie that what? That rules our hearts. Oh, okay. The adorable Icelandic pixie, Bjork. Okay. This is on, uh, this article I found is on The Atlantic. Um, Bjork explaining television is everything you'd imagine Bjork explaining television to be. Bjork. (laughs) Ethereal, tiny. (laughs) Well, can't say the next word. Quixotic. Quixotic, Icelandic Bjork. At some point in the past, someone stuck a camera in her face and told her to explain television. (laughs) She does, sort of, referring to the circuit board as kind of a city, describing the almost reasonable theory of an Icelandic poet and concluding that a, quote, Danish book contained the scientific truth that let her enjoy TV again. Look, you just have to watch it. It's transcendent. So I'm going to go ahead and tweet this thing out. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to act this out for you. I'm, I'm going to read it to you in my Bjork voice. Ready? Yes. <clears throat> Hello. It's Christmas time, and I'm sitting here by my TV. I've been watching it very much lately because I'm on holiday, and I've been seeing all these programs about all sorts of things, about Icelandics being very unhappy, very happy about Christmas, very gay, and also very serious and spiritual. 
and also seeing Icelandic comic people making jokes, which they are very good at. But now I'm curious. I've switched the TV off, and now I want to see how it operates, how it can make put me into all those weird situations. So it's about time. This this is what it looks like. Look at this. This looks like a city, like a little. Okay, I want to stop you kay. right there. Okay. She, she takes, opens she, the, she back, opens of the, the back of the TV. It's like a tube TV. Yes. It's from back in the day. I'm going to start by saying this. I don't think someone put a camera in her face and said, explain this to me. I think she decided I think to she do was this. like, I want to talk about the TV. <laughs> Film this. She, she probably this just had important. a plethora of people yes. around yes. her with cameras. Yes. Because if you're Bjork, you're kind of just running with people who are like, look at this sock on the I ground. I love how she describes the TV. The, here we go. Yes. <clears throat> so, so this is what it looks like. Look at this. This looks like a city. Here's where I want to stop you. She took the thing off yes. where you could see the board. And she's pulling the circuit board And she out. just says, look at this. I'm watching this, and in my head, I thought, that looks kind of like a city. And, yeah, and then she says it. Is it bad no. that I'm on the same no, wavelength no, as fucking good. Bjork? Like a little model of a city. The houses which are here in the streets. This is maybe an elevator to go up there. She's talking about cables. Yes. That run upward towards the screen. And this is where I love that she explains it. Ready? And here are all the wires. These wires, they really take care of all the electrons when they come through there. What? (laughs) Take care? What, are they fucking rocking to sleep? (laughs) They they take care that they are powerful enough to get all the way through to here. I read that in a Danish book this morning. So, right there what she's doing is this. She's like, okay. I feel like she learned something new and wanted to share it. She did, but I think what happened was uh, she's explaining to the world how a TV works when a lot of the world, I'm not saying, oh, everyone knows, but a large portion of the world knows how a TV works because they've had them, they've researched them, they developed them, whatever it is, right? Um, But I feel like she's explaining it to people in a way that you would explain it to a kid. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's like, oh, these wires here. So you normally be like, oh, these wires here send the signal to the screen, you know, and that's how we get it. But she's like, oh, they take care of the uh, electrons. She's like, okay, electric, electricity, electrons are the things that make up electricity. You know, it's English like, is also uh, probably her second language. Well, yeah, too, so. but ele- electrons. Mm-hmm. Here's where it gets really fun. And take care of them and powerful. Enough. Here's where it gets really fun. This beautiful television has put me like I said before, in all sorts of situations. I remember being very scared because an Icelandic poet told me (laughs) that not like in cinemas, where the thing that throws the picture from it just sends light on the screen. But this is different. This is millions and millions of little screens that send light, some sort of electric light. I'm not really sure. What she's describing here, by the way, Is is, is a pixel. Yes. She's describing pixels in a screen. Yeah. And you, in, in the video, she's like trying to outline them and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but because there are so many of them, and in fact, you are watching very many things when you're watching TV, your head is very busy all the time to calculate and put it all together in one picture. And then because you're so busy doing that, you don't watch very carefully what the program you're watching is really about. So you become hypnotized. So all that's on TV is it just goes directly into your brain and you stop judging it's right or not. What? Right? What? Now, here's, here's the thing. 
to you is that 100% complete nonsense or is part of that kind of like I understand what she's shit. I understand what she's getting at, but I'm like but 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 the fact that they said the movie screen is different. Yeah. It's really well, doing the same thing. It, it it is. So what she's what they're One is just rear projected versus one being projected forward. Exactly. What they're describing and what was told to her. Yeah. was you know that essentially a pixel is a small screen. Yes. Okay, where an image, in this case a solid color, is projected onto it. Yes. And this is where it gets really good though. Basically what she's saying is instead of watching one screen with something being projected on it, you're watching thousands of screens and millions of screens with stuff being projected on it. Therefore, I suppose, but it's just a singular color that when put it, together makes an image. No, exactly. Exactly. What I'm saying is what she was told is this thing's projecting something onto that and together it makes up this picture. Yeah. So if you follow that logic, it's kind of like, okay, so your brain has to process instead of one screen, you know, thousands of screens or millions of screens or however big it is. Therefore it must be working overload and you're just not really processing the info and stuff. And if you look back to like when TV was developed and stuff and like the whole, like, you know, Oh, broadcast media and stuff like that. It's like, that's where it starts to get like weird about like, you know, what the public is told and isn't and like, you know, why people will just watch TV and be like, sure, why not? It's on TV. It must be true. <laughs> it was before the internet. It was like, well, I saw it on TV though. <laughs> the last paragraph though. But she doesn't agree with you. She says, You just swallow and swallow. This is what an Icelandic poet told me. And I became so scared to television that I always got headaches when I watched it. Then, later on, when I got my Danish book on television, I stopped being afraid because I read the truth, the scientific truth. And it was scientific much, truth. The scientific truth. And it was much better. You shouldn't let poets lie to you. <laughs> so she, she agreed. She did some research. And she found out the truth, that it's a single solid color, and it's not fucking with you. But the idea of that, I think, is kind of a terrifying idea that like you'd be like hypnotized by like your TV and shit. You shouldn't like, have fucked up. Never let an Icelandic poet lie to you. No, absolutely not. The strange thing is, all those tiny dots are real. They're philosophers, or I'm sorry, they're phosphors. Uh, they are the phosphors that create a color on the screen. Fire an electron beam at some of them, and you get red. Others, you get blue or green uh, together. The tiny RGB dots from the picture you see uh, is the scientific truth. <laughs> uh, although I sort of prefer Bjork's half theory that there is a city inside televisions that produces the programs uh, that we gaze down on the miniature doings of residents of TV land projected <laughs> to us like photo mosaic, like a photo mosaic, the individual doings of all those tiny people somehow combining in our minds, into everybody loves Raymond. You shouldn't let poets lie to you. Technology is magic. It's true. But this fucking, I don't know, it's kind of like, it's, I, when you watch the video, it's kind of fucking like cute. I was giggling in yeah. my ass because I'm like, oh, fucking Bjork. It's cute and it's like, it's, it's, like, well, it's looking at it, which is pure wonder and then realizing, oh, wait, you know, this can be explained or whatever. Yeah. And by the way, he where he says like, oh, her theory that it's a tiny city. She never said it was a tiny, she said it looks like a city. Uh, with Bjork, you can never tell. You can never <laughs> tell, but she says in the video, it looks like a little city. <laughs> Well, Chewie, what have we learned tonight? We learned that <laughs> we learned a lot of stuff, man. We learned that sometimes, man, smooth is the way to go. Yeah, and that not all dolphins are evil. 
some of them might just be evil when you're not looking. <laughs> we also learned about clown and how clown is still out there. All sorts of clown. Secret are out history there. of clown. Secret history of clown. We learned about the secret history of Rush, one of yeah. the greatest rock bands that Canada's ever known. Right. And, and we, the world. We learned about how some folk. We learned about the magic of television and how and, and the never to trust an Icelandic poet. And we also learned that in some people's minds, the the Baphomet is just as valid as the. Uh, the Ten Commandments. That's what that Jack Black did. thinks. <laughs> oh, yeah! I'm Chewy. And I'm Ian. All praise be to the Dark Lord Kramdar. Save us, Jesus Christ, from our sins and those dolphins that were near that boat. Even unless they're nice, then you can let them live. <laughs> save that. <laughs> save that. Keep that face because you never know where you're going to need it to watch some sweet, sweet boob tube. Yes. And, and we'll, as always, never let an Icelandic poet lie to you. Yes. And we'll see you next time. Beware. Or be aware. This is This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. 